Well, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome to episode number 77 of Starting the Conversation and welcome to the first small talk episode here in a while. I must say it feels a little bit foreign to be sat down with the microphone on my own. I'm definitely missing having someone else across from me to bounce ideas off of and laugh with. However, although I'm feeling a bit rusty, it's good to be back because episodes like this really just feel like I'm sat down and having a chat with you. Now, before getting into today's episode, I wanted to acknowledge the fact that it's now been quite a few months since the new format of this podcast was born. And I have to say, I am so, so grateful for the way that that format has been received and for the response that it's got. If you aren't familiar, for the first year and a half or so of this podcast, I hosted interview star episodes one week and solo episodes the next. And whilst that was something I know you all enjoyed and it seemed to be working well, I got to the point where I was just starting to think maybe it's time to switch things up. For me, it came from a place of wanting to create something which would really feel like you're sat down, listening to a couple of friends and just having a chat about all things working for yourself and running a business. So that for me was where the new format of this podcast was born. The format which is more focused on having conversations, on creating more chat show style episodes rather than interviews and on really delving into the topics which we just don't talk about enough. And I have to say, on my end, I am so, so glad that I made that decision to change things up. I must admit, it feels quite scary sometimes to try something new. You know, if something has been working quite well for a year and a half, it doesn't always feel very logical to go for something completely different, which hasn't been done before. But I must say, even just for myself, I'm so, so much more in love with this podcast than I was before. And I'm so enjoying sharing these episodes with you and genuinely look forward to recording and sharing them with you every single week. And on the flip side of things, you know, it's not just about how I feel. I must say I'm so grateful for the way that every single one of you has responded to this change. I know as humans, we aren't always the biggest fans of change. So I was a tiny bit apprehensive about how this would go. But over the last few months, not only seeing the numbers go up, but also just hearing your thoughts and responses to the episodes has meant so, so much. So thank you for sticking with me. Thank you for supporting this shift. And thank you so much for doing exactly what I want this podcast to do, which is to start conversations. It's literally not a coincidence that that is what the podcast is called because that's what I want it to do. And I wanted to quickly have a chat about a couple of recent episodes and some of your responses and thoughts on them, which I thought were really interesting. As you know, for me, this podcast isn't about finishing conversations or giving people concluded thoughts, but instead having conversations which almost open up these topics and allow all of you to share your thoughts and your experiences too. Now I wanna jump us back to episode number 75, where I sat down with Ellie and Rachel and we chatted about making business pals, which is a topic that I really enjoyed exploring, not only because they're both hilarious, but also because it's something that I know we don't talk about enough. And I opened up a couple of questions to all of you over on Instagram. The first of which was, what benefit have you seen from being in community? And it's so interesting because for all of us, there are so many different reasons why it's beneficial. You were all saying that just the support and knowing that you're not the only one makes the biggest difference. Quite a few of you said you didn't think you would actually have been able to start a business without having people around you. So many of you said that you were motivated by other people's success and hard work, which I definitely agree with. There are a couple of people that I follow that I know anytime I watch their stories, I finish them going, oh my gosh, she is working so hard. Damn, 
now I need to work hard as well. Um, also accountability was a big thing that came up. And something that I love that came up too was that it has actually helped a lot of us to gain work and clients and customers. I think sometimes we see um, business friends as quite a fluffy thing, which maybe helps us internally. And whilst that's incredibly true, I think it's also great to acknowledge how having people around you also benefits your business, not just because you're more confident and you're more self-assured and you're more supported and accountable, but also because you're suddenly exposed to hundreds of other people who are potentially really relevant for what you do and what you share. I also asked the question over on Instagram of what are your tips for getting yourself in community and making those friends? Because just like Ellie and Rachel and I said in the episode, it can feel quite tricky when you're at the very first stage and you don't really know where to start. But I thought it was so brilliant how many of you just shared that it's sometimes really terrifying being the first one to reach out or being the one to make the first move, but it's always worth it. I love what one of you said, you just wrote, keep trying, get involved with conversations, be kind, give before you ask, and it will come back tenfold. And I just thought, flipping Nora, that completely sums up how I feel. That is how you get in community. Loads of you are saying that you love to send a brave or a risky DM, which I love. Loads of you also saying that you find events really, really beneficial for connecting with people, but also all of us also saying that events can be one of the hardest places because it's most scary because you're putting yourself out there and you can't hide behind a screen or an Instagram name. Really interesting as well that for a lot of product-based businesses, craft fairs seem to be really beneficial. And I just wanted to share something that I actually forgot to mention in the podcast, which is that for me, I think the biggest thing, like the biggest thing, which has got me in community and made me business friends is what you're listening to right now, this podcast. Like honestly, when I started this podcast, I probably could have counted on one hand the amount of people who ran their own businesses that I had been in conversation with before. And through having this podcast, it's given me a platform where I can invite people to chat with me without me feeling like a weirdo. Like literally this podcast gives me the opportunity to reach out to people who I hugely admire, but I almost have a reason for doing so, so it feels that bit less scary. Not only has this podcast helped me with making business friends and making those connections, but it's actually been really beneficial for me as well in making clients. There were quite a few people who came on this podcast and that was their first connection with me. And after that point, they then worked with me All were really beneficial in me working with someone else. So I just wanted to say from that, there are so, so many different ways that you can build that community. But I think what's true in every single one of those responses is that you've got to be brave and you've got to put yourself out there. And if you're doing it in the right space, and doing it in the right way, it's always gonna come back to you in a positive manner. Now, the other episode that I wanted to share some of your responses on was the most recent episode with Catherine, where we had a really interesting discussion around how the age and the life stage that we started our businesses at changed our experience. Now, I knew when I was hosting this conversation, it was gonna be something that every single one of us would have some thoughts on because every single one of us has started a business at a certain age or life stage. A lot of you with a similar story to me who maybe started your businesses out of school or just at quite a young age, really echoed my thoughts on being isolated from your friends because of what a different place of life you're in. Um, A lot of you also said that when you're making money at that young age, it can be quite a hard thing to handle or for maybe other people to understand, which I thought was really interesting and I can definitely resonate with. There was also a very common um, expression that when you are younger and you maybe have less responsibilities or commitments, it definitely helps in the risk-taking department because I think you do ultimately have less fear when there's less to lose by something not going right. 
another interesting thing that came up, which I didn't mention too much in the episode because I'm really privileged to say it's not something I've come across a huge amount, um, is how actually People's Ages has been detrimental to their business because people knowing that they're young has shifted their perception of them. It was really sad actually to hear of stories of you guys being in meetings and people having negative reactions to finding out how young you are or perhaps you feeling like you need to hide your age or pretend to be older because you are worrying how that would impact your business. And it was really interesting to hear that because it's definitely not something I notice a huge amount within my business, but I definitely have noticed within myself that I sometimes do shy away from sharing my age because I worry about what it's gonna make people think of me or how it's gonna change their perception of what I do and therefore how relevant that is for them. It was also interesting to hear experiences of people who had started businesses after a big life change, whether that had been a breakup or perhaps a death or a moving house or a moving country. And interestingly, a lot of you said the business was super, super beneficial in giving something for you to focus in on and to cling to in a time that I know can feel quite insecure and quite volatile. So it was really interesting to hear how for a lot of us, actually our businesses have been a really beneficial thing. And on a smaller scale, that's definitely something I notice a lot if I'm going through something tough in my personal life or in my life as a whole, I do notice that my business is quite a beneficial thing because it gives me that focus and it gives me that thing to cling to when everything else feels a little bit all over the place. And interestingly enough, that was something that Fee and I talked about in the first ever episode of this new format where we talked about how when we went through breakups, our business actually provided a real sense of stability throughout that. So really interesting to hear how that plays a part for some of you at the start. And the final circumstance I wanted to touch on is starting a business with a young family. Now you will have heard it in the most recent episode, but I am just in total, total awe of anyone who has children and has a business because from my experience, having a business feels like a baby, but at the end of the day, I can shut the laptop and it can go babies are not like that. So if any one of my clients ever has a baby or if anyone that I work with ever has children, they can attest to the fact that I'm often just sat in admiration of how they do it. And it was really interesting because of course, Catherine opened up in that episode about her experience, but also quite a few of you opened up about starting a business with very young children. And something that I really noticed as kind of, I guess a common denominator in a lot of the stories that I heard back on that episode was that when you're at a place in life where you have quite a few other responsibilities or commitments or priorities, it can be really difficult not to compare yourself to someone else who maybe has less responsibilities or less commitments. And what I mean by that is that for someone who has a family, them comparing their reality to mine where I have literally no other responsibilities and can invest all of my time, all of my money and all of my energy into this business is actually a really harsh comparison to make because the circumstance is so different. But I totally get that with comparison in the moment, it's so hard to keep those things in mind and to remember that where we're at in life does make a difference to the ability we have to grow at a certain pace or to a certain size. So it was really interesting to hear that and I just wanted to say a huge thank you to every single one of you after each episode who sends me an email and sends me a dm because really the purpose of this podcast for me is to start conversations so to know that it's doing just that means so much and every single one of you plays a really fundamental role in making sure that those conversations are continued and that they help us just to chat about things because it's not often that there is a conclusion or there's a final thought to wrap things up with but i think it's so interesting in life and in business you know the more that we can understand other people's circumstance 
the more that we can understand our own circumstance I just think everything gets a little bit better so thank you for being brilliant people honestly my heart is very happy knowing that this podcast is helping us all to feel a little bit less isolated in our experience so thank you thank you and let's get into the second half of this episode where I want to have a chat about auditing your content and knowing when things need to change now this is a question that I get asked a fair amount I hear it quite often where people say how often should I be reviewing what I'm doing how often should I be auditing my content and what should I be doing when I'm doing that process and for me this is a process that I've recently been through and as a result I've switched things up because of so I thought it might be of interest for you to hear more about how I go through this process and also give you an example of the recent time that I did this process and what came out of it as a result. Now for me, it is so important to be doing this on a regular basis. To clarify, when I'm talking about auditing your content, what I'm really talking about is taking a step back to review where things are at to look at all the ways that you're sharing, all the things that you're sharing, all the platforms that you're on, and really just asking yourself the question of how is this going and what needs to change to make this more beneficial, more effective, more sustainable, whatever else. And for me, even as a digital marketing coach, someone who literally helps other people to do this for their own businesses, this is still something that I have to be incredibly intentional about doing. Taking a step back from my businesses and working on rather than in, first of all, is something I talk about all the time. But second of all, is something that has to be intentional because it doesn't always feel like the logical decision. There's always going to be something extra on the to-do list that needs to get done that day. So if we just allow ourselves to be led by our intuition and never carve out the time to do this work, it's very easy to bumble along and realize that it's been a year since we've ever taken a step back and just had a look at how things are going. For me, this is so important because when it comes to digital marketing, things are always changing. The platforms that we use are shifting, the way that people consume is changing. So therefore we need to realize that our content is gonna be changing with that. And if we allow things to get stagnant and just carry on as they are and never take that time to step back and shift things, we're likely gonna get to a place where we suddenly go, oh my gosh, things aren't working but we're maybe six months late to realizing that because we should have realized it beforehand and then been able to change with that change. Does that make sense? (laughs) Now, what I see very often when clients or just people that I'm connecting with are talking about auditing their content is that it's often done from the angle of, am I on all the platforms and am I doing all of the things? And what I try to always shift that to when I'm thinking about auditing my content is instead asking myself the question of, am I having the right conversations? Now for me, when it comes to auditing my online presence, my approach is to look at it content first. I think very often we look at the details and we look at the practical, but actually the things that really need to get shifted and the stuff that's really important is the foundation of that. And when we think about our online presence, the practical and the detail is often the platforms we're on and how we're sharing. The foundation of that is actually what we're talking about, the conversations we're starting and the content we're creating. Now, you know me, if you've heard me talk about digital marketing before, or perhaps you're a client, you will know that I'm all about thinking about the journey people go on from being a stranger of your business to being an end client or customer. And what we need to do when we think about auditing our content is to do it from that angle. For example, how I do it within my business is I take myself back to my client journey. And this is something that I'm really aware of already because it's obviously something that I know is important. So I will take myself back to the list of all the things that I think people need to know in order to move from being a stranger of my business to being an end customer or being an end client, I should say. 
And I take myself back to that list, I familiarize myself with it, and what I begin to do is I write down all of the ways that I'm currently sharing. I will list out all of the current platforms that I'm on, all of the content that I'm creating, all of the topics that I'm covering, and what I'll begin to do is plug that in to that client journey. What I'm really doing in this process is looking at, okay, in an ideal world, what do I need to be sharing and what do I need to be talking about to get people to a place where they wanna work with me? And then what I do is actually look at the reality of what I'm doing and figure out what that looks like in that context. And what I'm really trying to do through that process is just to ask myself and figure out what's missing. Are there certain stages that I'm not acknowledging? Is there a real gap there? What's working? Which stages do I feel like I'm over acknowledging or creating too much content for? Now, what I often find in this process, whether I'm doing it for me or whether I'm doing it with a client, is that particular stages of this journey are challenging for each of us. So for me, when I look at that client journey and what's important for me to share in order to move people through that journey, I often notice that I have a real gap in the section which is about really communicating my specific expertise and allowing people to experience what it's like to work with me, but on a smaller scale. I feel pretty confident about connecting people with who I am. I feel pretty confident about connecting people with the way that they work with me. But what often does feel like a gap is actually specifically people connecting with what I can help them with by me giving them small ways to do that through my content. And I think for me, that comes from a place of realizing that I show up best in a one-on-one setting. So much of what I teach within digital marketing would be really hard to teach via this podcast or via my Instagram stories because a lot of it is super specific to the business that I'm working with and would actually become watered down or pretty ineffective if I were to try and do it on a mass scale. So because I'm aware of that, because I've done this auditing process before, I almost always know that I need to be on top of how I'm communicating elements of my expertise and what I create. And for me, when I most recently did this exercise where I looked at my client journey, I looked at the conversations I needed to be having and I plugged in the conversations I was already having into that journey, I noticed that there was this really significant gap in how I was communicating my expertise particularly since this podcast has shifted. If you're a long-time listener, you'll know that the solo episodes used to be very topical. I would be talking about how to help your SEO or how to step up your email marketing or how to work with the Instagram algorithm. Whereas these days, the small talk episodes are actually much more conversational and more about opening up conversations rather than adding value. So when I did this audit exercise, I realized like, hey, there really is now a gap in that expertise section because the podcast no longer fits into that. So what I then did once I noticed where the gaps were, and of course there was another few gaps as well that I looked at, but I'm just gonna focus in on the main one that came up for me. I then started to ask myself the question of, okay, how do I fill this gap? And what would it look like to fill this gap? And what I try to do when I'm working through this with clients is not to have them jump immediately to the fact that they need to create something new or do something different. And if you're working through this process for yourself, something I'd really encourage you to do is try not to jump immediately to the conclusion that you need to be on a new platform or create something completely new. What I often notice when I'm working through this with clients is that if we notice that say for them, a gap is that they don't often communicate actually who they are and their values. They immediately think, okay, well I need to show up on a new platform in a way that does that, or I need to create a new type of content which has the purpose of that. And sometimes, yes, that is the conclusion, but very often it's more that we need to take ourselves back to that list that we already made of where we're showing up and what we're sharing and instead think, okay, how can I tweak this in order 
order to fit this gap a little bit better. What can I change about the way that I'm currently showing up and the things that I'm currently creating in order to make sure that I'm fulfilling this complete journey and I'm not leaving any spaces there? Now, whilst that's something that I did for the other gaps that showed up, for me, because this is a really solid gap that I always experience, and because up until this point, the podcast was the only thing that fulfilled it, and from changing the podcast, it was no longer fulfilled, I kind of knew, okay, I think in order to fix this, in inverted commas, um, I actually need to make a big change here. So that for me was when I took myself back to all these other places that I was showing up and tried to figure out what the gaps were there that could maybe be the content form that was gonna fill this gap of showing my expertise. And if you're following me over on Instagram, you might've already guessed that the gap that I used to fill that with was video. I noticed, hey, actually my content that is connecting the most with people and my content that seems most effective is the content which is video based. You know, when I'm doing that process of looking at all the content I'm currently creating, as well as looking at the gaps, I'm also asking myself like, what's working the best? How am I measuring what's effective? And when I put that measure to each of these different platforms and mediums, which is showing up well? And something that always comes up for me is that my Instagram stories, particularly when I'm talking to camera, my workshops in other people's groups and my Instagram lives always turn out to be my most effective content when I think about what helps to connect people with me. So when I had that in mind and I then began to think about, okay, how do I fill the gap of communicating my expertise? Video just completely made sense. And do you see here how going through this process and thinking content first and then walking through the steps from there lands you to such a more organic and effective end point than just sitting down and me thinking, okay, well, I don't create video yet. I guess I could do that and doing it for the sake of it. I'm a big, big believer that when it comes to digital marketing, we need to be super intentional about only doing the stuff that's gonna be effective. I know all too well because of my own business and because of the businesses that I work with, just how easy it is to spend all of the time and all of the energy creating, creating, creating without ever really stopping to understand whether that creation is effective and therefore is genuinely growing our businesses. So what I really wanna encourage you within this episode is to think about the way that you're auditing your content. Don't sit back and wait for something to go majorly wrong in order for you to step back and look at what you're already doing. Make it a priority within your business. It's something that I, as a digital marketing coach and someone who is pretty aware of this stuff, tend to just do as and when it feels right. But if you need to put a date in your diary every six weeks, every month, every few months, to sit down and spend some time zooming out and taking a look at everything you're creating. Don't wait until you realize you're not really making sales anymore to have a think about what's going wrong. Be one step ahead of what you're creating and where things are going and carve out the time to step back and look at what is happening. Just a reminder, the way that I would encourage you to do it is to start by thinking about what's important for people to know in order to move from a stranger of my business to a customer or a client. If you've got any more questions on prompts for that, feel free to pop me a message, tell me your specific business and I can help you walk through it a bit more, but start at that place. Really just figure out, okay, when someone in my business is moving from stranger to end client or customer, 
What are all the different questions they're asking at these stages? What are all the different thoughts that they're having? What are all the things that they're interested to know? What blocks are they hitting? What's stopping them from moving forward? You wanna start by really understanding what that journey looks like before making it practical. And once you've almost laid that foundation of understanding in an ideal world what your content needs to be covering, you then wanna list out all of the ways that you're currently sharing and all of the ways that you're currently creating and begin to plug it into those foundations that you've set out. And then asking yourself, well, okay, what needs is Instagram currently meeting? And once you've put all of your content into that, which needs currently aren't being met or which feel like weaknesses that I could maybe hone in on a bit more? And even just taking the space to ask yourself these big questions of what's working, what isn't, does this feel cohesive? Do these conversations make sense? Are these all relevant? Are they speaking to my ideal client and customer? Are they reflecting my brand? I promise you will make the biggest difference. I am a big believer that you know your business way better than I ever will. So giving yourself permission to trust your gut with actually what you think is gonna be the best thing to move forward and where you feel the gaps are is a big part of this. So off the back of this episode, if I could leave you with one thing, it's to say, make auditing your content a priority. Create the space within your schedule, within your week, within your month, within your quarter, to take a step back and really just look at how things are going. Don't be afraid to ask yourself the big questions, push through when the answer doesn't immediately come to you. And I promise if you are actively asking yourself all of the time, how is what I'm creating playing a role in moving people from stranger to client or customer, things are gonna fall into place. I know it doesn't always feel logical to start with that foundation stuff when what always comes to mind is the practical, but I promise if you get this foundation stuff in line, a lot of the practical stuff clicks into place and begins to make sense. So that is it for today's small talk episode. I know this hasn't been very small talk because I kind of feel like I've probably just overwhelmed you with lots of thoughts and things to think about. However, just as the podcast name suggests, and I've said many times in this episode, I'm about starting conversations, not ending them. So I hope that this episode has prompted you to think about things in a different way. A huge thank you again for the way that you've all supported this new format. And of course, I've really only just scratched the surface here when it comes to auditing content. So if you want a bit more support with this, or you just want to ask a few questions, pop me a message over on Instagram. I will be more than happy to help. But if not, I will be back in your ears next Monday, because we'll be back to the usual format now that Insta thing is up but until then I hope you have a great week and I can't wait to chat with you soon